We're here to inspire, inform, and connect entrepreneurs and high achievers. Welcome to Results Radio with the number one results coach in the country, Sean Shuchuk. Sean is as focused on your results as you are. Visit our website at www.yourresultsradio.com and take advantage of the free tips and gifts. Plus, get your copy of the best-selling results journal developed by the number one results coach in the country. With you in mind, it is the most powerful achievement tool used by high achievers today. Here is the host of Results Radio, Sean Shuchuk. Hi, everybody. It's Sean Shuchuk. Welcome to Results Radio. I'm your host. And as always, we bring you the very best when it comes to growing your business, improving your life, and generating results you need, want, and deserve. That's what it's really all about. Uh, If you have not yet visited our site, go to yourresultsradio.com. Get yourself a copy of the journal, the results journal. It was designed with you in mind to help you achieve more, to collapse timeframes, and to do it in less time. You know, I have the opportunity to speak, and so many of you that are part of the Change Results family, uh, your speakers, authors, coaches, consultants, and, and, and you're considered experts by those people that you have the privilege to work with, to interact with, and to help. And one of the, the best ways for you to generate business, to generate notoriety, to generate credibility, and to generate leads in your business is to talk about, be involved with, and speak. Speaking is the one-to-many works way better than the one-to-one. Think about the time you invest with one individual versus if you could stand in front of a room of 10, 20, 100, 200, 1,000 people, whatever that number is, and get your message out. Today, and as always, we have a really special guest, but this one kind of takes the cake. This individual, who I've had the privilege to know for quite some time now, uh, is, how do I say this? Uh, Crazy. That's probably the best way I can say that. Um, She is right off her rocker. She knows what it takes for speakers to be successful because she is one herself, and she teaches speakers how to get more exposure, how to build their speaking business, and at the end of the day, there's a reason that you're in the speaking gig or in the speaking realm. That's what this is all about, and it's about exposure for you. So, Jackie McClanagan, welcome to Results Radio. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me here, and i just like to point out I'm crazy like a fox. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you, you heard it here first, yeah, folks. Like you heard it here first. Um, so here, I, I've got a question for you. Sure. Why is it that speaking seems to be this uh, elusive thing that so many people want, they try, but it doesn't seem to work for so many, and yet others make it look relatively easy, kind of like you do? Yeah. Well, you know, I think that there's a lot of misnomers and old information in the speaking industry, and people are still prescribing to models that are maybe out of date. And I think with the new technology, the new way people can get that exposure, that seems like that would be a really good thing, but actually it creates more noise. So you went from having not enough stages to all of these different platforms and trying to navigate those waters is something that's really difficult for people, I think. And it really comes down to some fundamental practices. So back in the day, you know, you'd get into a circuit, maybe you'd join some organization and you get the whole word of mouth going with your speaking business. That's great. You're, you're kind of set when you do that. It's still, those practices are still important and it's still important to get into the right communities, to generate the buzz, the word of mouth, to be known as something. But the path, I think, to get there looks a little different right now. 
if that makes any sense. And I think one of the things that people don't um, spend enough time on is really understanding how they can stand out in a sea of noise. I like that a lot because I think so many people are trying to be just better. Yeah. Better than the other one, better than, and I don't mm -hmm. think that's that's what it is. I've been, in the past, I've said this before, uh, you know, step out of the sea of sameness. And I think there's, there's, there's truth to what you just said. Um, there are a lot of folks listening today who I know have started a business and maybe have hit a, hit a wall or hit a glass ceiling. Uh, they're doing okay. Maybe mm -hmm. they're technicians in their business. Uh, maybe they're coaching, maybe whatever that happens to be. And the challenge that they're encountering is the scalability side of things. We talked about that a minute ago when I introduced you and I said something along the lines of the one-to-many versus one-to-one. Uh, give us a little bit of insight on what the one-to-one -one looks like, you know, versus the other side, which is which is one, or the one-to-many versus one-to-one, -one. because I think there's a there's a, maybe uh, if you've never been there, you don't realize what it's all about mm -hmm. and how much of a, an impact it can have on your business. Oh yeah, yeah. Talking in front of a group of people, obviously, you're going to get a lot more exposure. And I think it does come down to managing expectations too, because you said this early on in this uh, interview, you could be talking to 10, you could be talking to 200, you could be talking to 1,000. And every one of these communities of people that you approach has a different benefit when you're talking to them. So talking to 10 people can be just as powerful as talking to 200 people if you're positioning yourself correctly within these uh, different frameworks. And one of the things that people need to understand is that there are speaking opportunities out there to talk in front of these different uh, size groups, but you have to understand the different types of speaking events. And I think that when speakers get out there and they're looking for more stages, more exposure, they're treating every opportunity the same. So there are a variety of different type events. You approach them in a different way. You have different speakers tools. And that's the other side of the coin too, is you wanna make sure that you have, I've created a, a speaker's visibility roadmap and it has all of these different components. And when people look at it, they go, oh, I have that. I have this exposure tool, oh, I have this. But it all has to work together within one unified strategy within the framework of the different components. So not you want to have a good strategy for your speaking business. You want to have all of the different types of speaking gigs that you're going to approach mapped out, and you're going to approach them in different ways, but everything within that framework is within your own strategy, your uniqueness, and your personal brand. Can speaking work for anybody? Uh, well, that's a big question, Sean, and I, I think maybe I'd like to ask you to clarify what work means. Well, at the end of the day, I think, in my opinion, you know, when I speak a little bit from time to time, one of the things that uh, speaking does is it's exposure. Mm -hmm. And that in turn, you know, I've always said this, the more people you expose yourself to, <laughs> the more people you interact with, the more people you interact with, the more people you are inevitably going to do business with. Mm -hmm. So if I happen to be that, I'm not I'm a plumber, mm -hmm. and I decide, hey, you know what, I'm going to start speaking, will that benefit me? Uh, it's a double-edged sword, Sean, because you can speak in front of the wrong crowd, position yourself incorrectly, and do some damage. Because again, it still has that cumulative effect, effect of having a lot of exposure quickly. Um, but if you're, if you are, it's a good question, but I think the question is actually what people think, and it's not really the question. The question is, when I'm out there speaking, do I have a reason for what I'm talking about? What's the people in the audience? What do they need from me? Is this the right audience for me? Am I positioning myself in a way that's going to give me the maximum benefits? And 
then if those things align, I think the answer would be yes. Speaking would work for anyone who takes the time to map out all of those fundamental pieces. Speaking in front of the wrong group of people, I mean, it could have an effect that you don't want to have. How important is the value component when you're speaking to a group? What you add, how you serve and support those, those people in the audience? It's huge. This is huge. So people say, how can I be a better speaker? What can I do to have a bigger impact? What can I um, do to really uh, you know, get out there more? And my answer is just care. Care about your audience. When you're standing up there, you're not in your head. It's not about you. You're actually serving. Every time you're standing on a stage, you have a responsibility to serve because your words matter. How you say it matters. You don't know what kind of effect this could have on people, so you want to come from a space that's really all about them. What do you say to speakers when they come to you and they say, I want to speak from stage, but I don't want to sell or sound salesy? <laughs> I love this question. I, you're always selling. No matter what, we're selling a concept, an idea, a life transformation. But I don't want to sell, Jack. You're on a stage and you're selling. <laughs> you are Number one, you're selling. If you're not making an offer with a monetary value, it doesn't matter. You're still selling. Because you're standing up on a stage convincing a group of people to have a transformation in their life. That is a sale. Sales have a bad rap. You're a business owner. You need to have a sales process. And there's only two reasons why people would feel salesy and yucky. And those two reasons, do you know what they are, Sean? No, please tell us. Let me tell you. Number one, you don't believe in what you're selling. And number two, you don't believe in yourself. So if you can't stand up there with enough confidence to go, what I offer, and, and so many times I see people with great, great offers, great products, great heart values, everything is wonderful, but they get nervous at that because like you just said, they don't want to sound salesy and yucky and they shoot themselves in the foot. You stand up there with confidence. No one has to buy from you and it's on them if they want to do that, but it's your responsibility to showcase what you work so hard to create. Do you think people go into speaking without any training experience, background? In other words, are they going to have cocked and hope and pray that something's going to happen rather than going in with a plan, with a strategy, and maybe even with some, some training or experience? Yeah, and I think there's actually validity to both. <laughs> but one of the things I ask people when they want to get on stage and they'll come to me and say, I just want to get in front of more people. I just want to get out there. And I will ask them, are you wanting to get out there for, you know, to share a message, for applause, or to grow your business? Because they're all fine. If you just want to go out there and get in front of people and start talking and figuring out what your message is kind of on site, I, you can do that. That is a strategy, right? It's just not something that if you're looking to uh, make money and develop your business quickly, that's not something I would recommend. I believe there's not enough stages, which is why I created the Public Speakers Club. So I have an international speaking organization. And the whole purpose of this club is for exactly what you're talking about. Maybe they don't want to invest in a full year-long program or they don't know where the starting point is for them in this business. And they just need to step their feet onto a stage and see what comes out of their mouth. So that is a place, I know that that is an important part of the overall experience you got to see if you even want to be a speaker. How do you do that? You get on stage, right? Then we make these speeches and then we have to, uh, you know, here's one of the things, Sean. We ha you heard about the signature speech, right? Yeah, so everybody's going, have a signature speech, get out there and find ways to deliver it. And I think that's great advice, but sometimes we write these speeches, we get a speaking gig, we have a strategy, we have a plan, and we're like, yes, this is going to be great. I'm going to make money, I'm going to grow my business. 
And then we get on stage and you know, there's people coming and going, the projectors doing this or that, and some variables that we couldn't foresee come into play, and we forget what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's fine. Or maybe we are up there and we're talking, and something totally different comes out of our mouths. And we either it, it either goes great or we blow the sail. And that's fine, but it's really about human beings in front of you when you're delivering the speech. I believe you should have a a signature speech, but I believe you shouldn't be married to it as well. And so you need these opportunities, these different uh, exposure levels to get out there, share your message, see what comes out of you, and also to see how people react. If I'm new to speaking Mm -hmm. and I'm going to give, let's say, a 60-minute presentation, Mm -hmm. how much prep time do I need? (laughs) Well, a lot. If you're... um, if you really, okay, give me more context. You're going to give this 60-minute presentation. Is it for you to grow your business? Are you making an offer? Is it content-based? It I don't know. Shop? It's my first presentation, Jackie. It's your first presentation. <sighs> See, I'm, I, I have to test her, folks, because yeah. she's the expert here. I'll share with you I'll share with you what I was taught yeah. many, many, many years ago when I had a full head of hair. Yeah. Um, that especially when you're starting out, for every minute that you're speaking, it's an hour of prep time. Yeah, you know, I would I would agree with that. The reason I'm humming and hawing, though, is because, um, again, I have that organic philosophy. I one time heard a dentist say, um, how many of your teeth do you need to brush? And everyone goes, all of them, of course. And he said, nope, just the ones you want to keep. <laughs> <laughs> so how much prep, prep time should you put into this? There's variables. A minute for every... every um, what did you say? A minute for every an, minute? an hour for every minute. An hour for every minute that you have, you're going to feel really comfortable up there. You're going to feel really good. At the same time, on the other side of the coin, everything that we've prepared, we have no way of knowing that that preparation was was useful until we look at how a human being is reacting to it. Do we get the lean in where we think we're going to get the lean in? Do we get the laugh where we think we're going to get the laugh? I think go out there and prepare as much as you possibly can. But every time you step on stage, this is for you to, the most important part of your preparation comes from looking at what worked and what didn't. I don't care if you've been doing this forever, but every single time you get on stage, you dissect it after. What worked for me and what didn't. Brand new starting out, spend the time, get out there, cross your fingers, and go put it in front of humans. (laughs) And do you think when people get on stage that there's an impromptu component to it even if they've memorized everything right down to the last word or do they do they just jump off script sometimes well did you know that i used to run an improv theater company i did yeah so for me jumping off script is absolutely a component of it there's a lot of magic that if you see something in a room and you just jump off your script and you call that out people love that and the trick is, can you bring back the presentation so that you have something of value and you can get back on track? So, Thank you so much, Jackie. We're going to take a break right now. Stick with us for the next couple of minutes. Have a quick listen. We'll be back with Jackie in just a moment. And I have, I have a question that's been burning in my mind, and perhaps even yours. So give us just a minute. Stick with us. We'll be back in about 60 seconds. November 10th, 11th, and 12th, 2017 is going to change the way you see entrepreneurship, business, and wealth forever. Three days, world-renowned celebrity speakers and teachers, the best minds in the world. Mark it on your calendar. Here's a hint. It's all happening in sunny San Diego, California. Keep listening for more major surprises.
What would being a best-selling author do for you and your business? Massive credibility, your brand launchpad, celebrity. Over two-thirds of Americans want to write a book. Get yours published now and distribute it around the world. More exposure means more prospects. More prospects means more clients. Even better, you don't have to do it all alone. You've got the leading publishing and marketing team doing it with you. At Results Press, it's easier than you dreamed. Visit us today at theresultspress.com. Welcome back. I'm Sean Tuchak. I am your host. This is Results Radio, and we're here with Jackie. We're talking about speaking, and listen, she's the expert in, in helping folks with this, but I have a question, and I think this is really important. Why are people deathly afraid of speaking? You know, it's been said that the, the two top fears are death and public speaking. Why? Because they're living in their head, and they're worrying about what people are going to be thinking of them. And I found a lot of people who go, oh, I'm so deathly afraid of speaking. I don't want to do this. This is worse than anything that could ever be. But then secretly they do want to speak and they do want to share. So if you can approach a person and you can say, you know, you have had these experiences. You've had messages that it, that other people could really benefit by listening to. And you need to take yourself out of your head and come from that place of serving. It takes those nerves away, number one. And as human beings, I watched this documentary once, and it was about uh, the, uh, the our DNA is about 98% the same as a chimpanzee or an ape. And the fundamental difference that we have in that 2% is the fact that we want to teach and that we want to take knowledge and we want to pass it down. So I really don't believe that it's a fear of speaking. I think it's a fear of public humiliation, of judgment of themselves or judgment from other people. And when you can move past that and you can start to go, not everyone's going to like me. I'm not going to be everyone's cup of tea. I mean, not me personally. I, I, You're sure. everyone's cup of tea. I'm, I'm everyone's yeah. cup of tea. <laughs> Probably not. But if you can get past that, you can go, the people who need to hear my message need me to do this. It's my responsibility. I get nervous all of the time. I don't know if you do. Do you get nervous when you go on stage? I used to. Yeah. And I mean... It's for me. I have this metaphor. You know, when you're skiing, and I love skiing, and you're on a black diamond, and the, just the tips of those skis are over this cliff, and you're thinking, "I am going to die. I'm so nervous right now." But you just take a breath and you go, and you start getting cutting through. You go through the moguls, and you're in that flow, and everything is fine again. So speaking, get up on stage, have whatever metaphor you need, take that big breath, and just go. Because once you get in the flow, the nerves will go away. You'll stop being as nervous every time you do it. And understand you're there to serve and your message matters. What do you say to people when they say, Jackie, I, I'm, I'm an analytical. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to think things through. I have to process things. And I can't think fast on my feet when I'm on stage. And so I can't be a speaker. What do you say to them? No, it's a different way of processing and prepping. So what you said, you know, for every minute or for every hour, minute, you know what you said. <laughs> that whole thing where you're prepping all those hours. Analyticals need to go through that process. It's going to make them feel comfortable. They're going to, their brain works in a different way where they're going to go back into the recesses and pull out what they need through that level of presentation. Some people don't want to do that and they are a different brain type. So they'll go, no, I just want to go up and feel and I want to, and they're quick on their feet. You're, it's the level of presentation or preparation up front for those people. Yes, of course they can be speakers. What are you, Sean? Are you analytical or you're kind of both, right? I mean, I think you'd be a prepared guy because you know what you're talking about. You know your, your stuff for sure, but you're also quick. 
But I think the part of it for, for maybe folks like you and I is we've been doing it for a few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I can jump on a stage and go for two, three, four, five hours and not have any prep time because I've done it so many yeah. times. Yeah. Um, but if we go back, I'm going to say probably when I really started speaking was probably 10 years ago. Uh, you know, I, yeah, I was doing those, you know, 60 hours to prepare one hour yeah. presentation because I didn't have it. Um, and the one thing I learned was memorization doesn't have to be an hour long or 90 minute long. You know, you don't have to memorize it, um, but you can do it in vignettes. Mm-hmm. And some of the most impressive speakers today in the world that you and I both know, and probably even some of us call friends, everything is memorized in a 15 minute vignette mm-hmm. and that are interchangeable those mm-hmm. vignettes, right? Mm-hmm. So once we start to understand uh, what it takes, and it's not it's not as scary, I don't think. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think the idea of public speaking or speaking from a stage or even what some people call selling from the stage, I think it people see it as uh, scary because they've never been there before. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's the same thing with anything in life. Um, you know, you talk about skiing a black diamond. If you've never skied a black, or never skied, period, and you go to a black diamond, you're in deep trouble. Yeah. yeah. You have, there has to be some prep. Yeah. Right. Um, I think the same thing applies in this area. You need training. You need experience. Um, and sometimes it's self-training. I mean, if you think, I think back uh, many, many years ago, I, I remember watching Bob Proctor and going, oh, my goodness, this guy's incredible. Um, and then watching some other speakers that, fa- that that paled by comparison to him. And, I, and then I started studying what he did and how he did it. And I started looking at other speakers out there that we all know and saying, okay, what, what are they doing? How is this? Right. And starting to understand it. And even this week, I had somebody who I know quite well sent me a message. And on our website, it says, Sean Chuchok, international speaker. It's just one of the things it calls me because I think my background is eclectic and I'm crazy. Maybe as crazy as you are. Ah, um, but, I think you are. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, hey, you know, likes attract. Um, the, the idea, though, was he said, well, how did you become an international speaker? And this is somebody who's definitely, you know, much more of an analytical mindset. Uh, and I said, well, because I've spoken in other countries. And, you know, there, <laughs> that's how, <laughs> so th- that's, but he said, how did you become good at it? And I said, well, I don't know if I'm good or I'm always improving. And I, you know, I don't think yeah. you ever, you ever come to a place where you arrive and say, okay, I'm there. I've, I've accomplished it all. I, I'm, I'm, you know, yeah, you know, yeah, I'm not God. Let me yeah. be clear, but am I good at what I do? I think so. A lot of yeah. people have benefited from it. Um, I believe very, very much wholeheartedly what you said a few minutes ago. If you're focused on you and you step on a stage, you're going to fail miserably. Yeah. If you're focused on what you can deliver, how you can serve and support and add value to the people in the audience, uh, I think it changes the dynamic of the presentation. And I think this goes for anybody. Mm-hmm. And I love what you're saying here, too. And I just want to add on a tiny bit here. But one of the things that I teach people is reading your audience and looking at your audience in those different mindsets. My natural inclination would be to jump on a stage, to do some improv, uh, to, I'm quick on my feet, I'm quick-witted, my training is in, is in improv theater. And one of the rules of improv theater is you're going for the laugh every 90 seconds. You're not going to get the laugh every 90 seconds and you throw that away to something called improv heaven and you keep moving on. And so for a brain type like mine, that works really well. But when you're looking at somebody who's going, oh, I've never spoken before, I'm not quick on my feet, I'm analytical, they need to go through a really different process. But as the person on the stage, when you're serving and, and you're stepping into that, they're also teaching you. How, do, how does that audience want you to break down the barriers to talk to them? So I've had to do, I've had to train myself in your methods, which are also really important. Study the people that you admire. See what they're doing. That was a, a, a great tip, right? Understand your own natural inclination. Like what type of a brain type am I? Am I quick on my feet? Am I more 
wanting to be really prepared and then really serve to or really go to that for your own personality type. But then one of the things that I train people with uh, very analytical is how to bring the fun, the passion, the excitement into that presentation as well, which is one of my gifts. And one of your gifts would be that structure, the the really good uh, process. That's why you're an international number one <laughs> results coach, which I love because you understand process and you can guide people through how to achieve something through that process. So it's taking your own skills, learning from your audience, and then just preparing. I remember many years ago, I think I was in grade eight, my teacher taught us how to prepare a speech. And he told us to take index or recipe cards and write the speech out and keep it in your pocket just in case you forgot the speech, but you should memorize it. Uh, and, you know, there was, it was different things work for different people. This didn't work for me yeah. because it was something, I, it was a crutch and I would rely yeah. on it. Um, what I found that worked for me is I couldn't have notes, mm. uh, period. Yes, spend an inordinate amount of time, especially when I first started, uh, spend a crazy amount of time on prepping and memorizing and understanding it. Um, but don't take notes on the stage because you kill your presentation. Mm -hmm. You will kill the presentation. Mm -hmm. um, we're taught lots, um, whether you write a book or doing a presentation, the speech, whatever it is, tell a story, make a point. Yeah. Can you tell us why? Why to tell a story, make a point? Yeah, what does that mean? Like, why? why? What, what's because the impact? When we are talking about story, what we're doing is we're connecting with our audience on an emotional level. We're allowing them to go through the first two phases of any speech, which is to let them get to know you, to like you, to trust you, then you can move into some type of credibility and then you have a purpose and that comes from again understanding why you're stepping on the stage in the first place so making that point is to serve them to sell to them and not just your products or services but your transformational life idea or or something that you want to bring into the world and how else do we learn through story you know a, a moral of a story the the movie of the week with the moral that's how human beings connect and remember how do you get a laugh me? How do you get a laugh from an audience? Good timing. No. Um, to me? Me? I get lots of laughs. What are the things that you need to do up on stage? I get laughs too, but it's they look at me. <laughs> Seriously. See? Here it is. There Again, there's different ways to get a laugh. I know a lot of people, and they're going to be at um, this event that I'm doing, and they know the mechanics of how to break down your story. So how do you add humor in step one, step two, steps three? Um for some people, it's facial expressions, uh, timing, your natural, pointing out something that would be surprising, but also, I knew that. I'm laughing because I knew that. Uh, but the biggest key to getting a laugh is to have fun when you're on stage. If you're up there and you're laughing and you think something's funny, they might laugh at you. You don't care. You didn't specify what kind of laugh we're getting. We just got to laugh. <laughs> it's true. It's yeah. true. Uh, you know, uh, I won't say by any stretch of the medium, I'm any stretch of the, of the, the I, I'm not a comedian. Like, you know, um, it, what's interesting is when I, when I went back to school, I ran a, a nightclub. And, you know, when you run a nightclub and you're a big guy and, you know, you stand your arms folded across the door and, you know, everyone sees you as this big tough guy. And I remember when I started speaking and people come up to me and say, Sean, you got to smile. Mm -mm. And I thought I was. And, uh, <laughs> I you am know, smiling. I, I look, yeah, I look like, I look like the great big bad doorman. <laughs> And, and so it's always interesting. I tell a story, and, I, and I'll, you may have heard this before, and I'll share it with, with the folks listening uh, very, very quickly. The first time I ever spoke to a large audience was for a very well-known uh, real estate uh, promoter, and it was here in Calgary. And the TELUS Convention Center had just been renovated 15 or 20 years ago, I don't know, 15 years ago probably. 
and they had the very best technology, the very best sound system. ABA was incredible. There's somewhere around 5,000 people in the room. Like this, the, the, the convention center, the one room there is, is full. And the promoter brings me out on stage, gives me props, gives me an introduction. You know, like everyone's clapping, standing on their hands, or standing on their feet. See, yeah. Uh, and it was the first time I'd ever spoken to an audience of that size. I had never, yeah, 10 people, five people, maybe 20, and then I, you know, was sweating bullets. Uh, what was really interesting is I start speaking, and after about 30 seconds, maybe 60 seconds, it started to flow a little bit and wasn't quite as choppy. But now remember something. I'm standing on a four-foot stage. There's 5,000 people looking up at me. There's two massive screens on either side of the stage where everybody in that hall can see me. And I'm wired up with the very best sound system that had just been, just been installed in the last 60 days in the, in the building. You can hear anything. You can stand on carpet, drop a pin, and the whole room would have heard it fall. And after speaking for about 10 minutes, I became painfully aware of a draft in the room. <laughs> and the draft was below my belt. Now, when I'm speaking from stage, it usually <laughs> takes about, oh, tw 10, 20 seconds for this to register. So here I am standing on a four-foot stage, 5,000 people looking up at me, massive, massive screens on either side. Everybody can see me from about the waist up. <laughs> and I realized that my fly is undone. <laughs> Here's the draft. <laughs> hey, no wonder there's a draft. I make some lame joke that I don't to this day remember. I should probably see if he has a video from years, year, it's some years ago and see if it's still there. Um, and I turn around and I zip up my zipper. And all you can hear throughout the entire convention center and 5,000 people is zip because I'm wired into this amazing AV system. I love that. So that was my introduction to speaking to large crowds of people. Oh. I've, you know, many, many times I've spoken since, and it's interesting, and this is a side note, how the mind works. Every time now when they're announcing my name to come on stage, I always check my, my <laughs> oh, That's funny. And, you know, you did a couple things right there um, for a laugh. When you um, were talking and you, you said, oh, you stand on your hands, nope, your feet, see? You call it out, right? So if something happens on stage and you call it out, it puts the audience at ease. It can be funny. You can laugh at yourself, and that goes a long way, too. Oh, right? I laugh lots. I should look I in the mirror. Know. I love that. That's a great story. One of the things, too, just to kind of talk about you for a minute here, um, you have a dry wit, and I am a wacky person, so we're all going to have different humor styles, right? And one of my favorite, my favorite type of humor is dry wit because it's opposite of me, right? So you have something, and if you've never seen Sean, you should check him out when he's speaking because you have a wink behind your eye like you're up to no damn good, right? <laughs> you know where I learned this, friends? You have to understand this. I, like I said this a few minutes ago, I study other speakers. So Jackie, I study you. Oh. Right. See, I'm learning from the, from the experts. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of no good, uh, <laughs> yes, my guest is no, okay. Uh, so we've got some cool stuff happening, and Jackie, I'd love for you to share. You are the founder of an event called Speakers Retreat, correct? Yeah, Speakers Retreat. Speakers Retreat the. is the, oh, I'm sorry, I forgot. I forgot those three letters. <laughs> I was thinking of, never mind, four <laughs> letters or something. Anyway, um, speaking of trouble, big, big trouble. Uh, and every time, you know, it's funny, Jackie and I live in the same city, but I think we see each other more when we're in the United States at different events than we do at home. And there's a reason for that because it gets cold where we yeah. are. Um, <laughs> she's got an incredible event coming up very, very shortly. Uh, I am speaking at it, and I'm honored. Thank you very much for that. Yeah. Yes, 
obviously you're speaking. There's going to be an incredible group of people there. If you're listening to this and you're in any space where you know getting in front of people on a one-to-many is going to make a difference, you need to be at this event. That's what this is really about. Uh, speaking is not just about the glory of standing on stage and having somebody give you a couple of claps or a standing ovation. This is about the effect you have, the powerful, positive effect you can have on the people in the audience. No matter what it is you do or believe you do, if you serve and support, it will change the dynamics of your business. It will change the level of business. And at the end of the day, you know, I hear I have people say to me, it's not about the money, Sean. And let's be clear, it isn't about money, but it's what money can do for you. Mm-hmm. And if you, you, it's impossible to have a positive impact without a positive cash flow. Exactly. So I encourage you to do this. Share with us the event. Share if they sure. want to get in contact with you, how they can do that. Yeah, okay. So the event, I'm really, really proud of it. I think it's the accumulation of everything I've done in my entire career. And I think that it, it's really different in the way that it is a training, an implementation, and an opportunity event, which is what I try to weave into all of my programs. So we have amazing keynote speakers who've done amazing things. So you want to hear from people like this, people like Sean, who's out there changing lives. Uh, we have Jay Fissett, uh, Jimbo Marshall, who's the co-founder of Hell yeah Studio and a filmmaker, Suzanne Evans. So our lineup is really good. But th- I mean, that's kind of the price of admission with any event. You want to have top quality presenters. We also, though, do a lot of hands-on things at this event where you're creating some components of your speaker's toolkit, making content. And I think one of the very best things about this event is everybody gets to be on stage and speak. It's a speaker's retreat. So everyone gets five minutes. My professional video team films that. I have my photographers there doing headshots. And we have different booking agents who are out there looking to put speakers on their stage. So I think it's really... uh, a Beautiful event, uh, very supportive. It's a community building thing. Um, we have people that are in different stages of their speaking. Some people have a, a vision and they want to start to learn how to do that. Some people are seasoned keynotes. And the great thing about this particular format is you can be in any stage on the speaker's journey because it's a speaker's journey. We're all on the same one. It's just where are you on that map? And the event can have benefits across the board. So if they want to learn more, they can go to purepotentials, with an S, dot com, forward slash, speakers, dash, retreat. So purepotentials.com, forward slash, speakers, dash, retreat. And they can go there and they can learn more about that. Is there, is there a button on the main site? Uh-huh. Yeah, oh. they'll see it on the main So you can go just to purepotentials.com. Pure but I was trying to make it real easy. Really? <laughs> really overcomplicated it instead. <laughs> hey, listen. Uh, this is going to be an incredible event. There's a ton of incredible speakers. There's some amazing attendees. Friends, if you want to learn from the very best when it comes to speaking and how to scale your business, how to leverage your time in a way where you have more time to do the things that you want to do. You know, we talk about freedom a lot, but freedom in my world is defined as the ability to do what you want, when you want, with who you want. You've heard me say that before. This is so important. Go to pure potential. Oh, wow. Maybe I need to go back to bed. Go to purepotentials.com. Register for the speaker's retreat. Attend. It's going to be incredible. We'll get to hang out. If I've never hung out with you before, it's going to be a lot of fun. We get to hang out with all the speakers, including Jackie, the rock star who's sitting next to me, and chief troublemaker. Whatever she yeah. tells you that her title is, it's chief troublemaker. <laughs> I like that. Especially after she has a glass or two of wine. It's all go and no woe. Yeah. 
Friends, this is Results Radio. I'm your host, Sean Chuchak. I am with the always incredible Jackie. She is the Wonder Woman when it comes to speaking and teaching you how to scale your business, how to build a business around speaking, and how to actually make it happen. Most people aren't there. They want it, but they don't get it. Attend the event. Uh, go to our website, yourresultsradio.com. Get yourself a copy of the Results Journal. If you have not done that yet, it will make a difference in your life. It will help you collapse timeframes and get where you want to go and do it in much less time. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, we bring you the very best, and we'll do that again in just two weeks. I'm Shaw Chuchak. Thank you so much for joining us. Have an incredible day. Thank you for joining us today on Results Radio. Every show, we bring you the very best guests that share with you their experiences and expertise. Do whatever you have to do to join us for our next show. And visit us today at yourresultsradio.com. While you're there, get your copy of the Results Journal. Results Journal.